athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. You got it locked to the Dopey Show on radio. This is Box to Row. I am your host, Donald Ware. First week of the National Football League kicked off. It was great. Right, like we had some really good football games. Like that Raiders and Ravens game Monday night was absolutely outstanding. One in which, surprisingly, the Raiders won. And I say surprisingly because when I talked about it last week in that AFC West, like to me, Oakland is sort of a question mark. Have they improved under John Gruden? Yes, they have improved under John Gruden. Uh, in what, this is his fourth season in, in, in the three seasons. Derek Carr, I think, is a very solid quarterback. Like, he's sort of up and down, but maybe this game he'll start to be a little bit more consistent. I think you need to see more consistency from uh, David Carr. I think another year in John Gruden's system certainly will help that. But, I mean, we had some really, really good football games, so we're going to talk some National Football League Today on the program, of course, in HBCU football, we had a big Thursday night game between Alabama A&M and Bethune-Cookman. You know, on Thursday night, and I, I didn't see any of the football game, unfortunately, the Bethune-Cookman and Alabama A&M game. I was trying to kind of keep up with the score a little bit. I had I was at the Washington football team and the Giants game. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I, I don't think I'd been to a, wow, a Washington football team game maybe since, like, 2015, something like that. So, to be able to be there, maybe 2016, so to be able to be there, really enjoyed that on a Thursday night. I, I think the Washington football, well, really both the, both the Giants and the Washington football team really dropped opportunities um, on, on Sunday on last Sunday, right, to get out of the blocks in a great way. The Cowboys missed an opportunity, no doubt, the previous Thursday night. But, I mean, who expected the Cowboys to even be in that football game and yet and go toe-to-toe with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I mean, I think, you know, again, as I said, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't trust the Cowboys. Even what I saw against Tampa Bay, like I was impressed, to be honest with you, but you got to show me more. After last year, which what really should have been a phenomenal season for the Cowboys was very, very bad. Not only that, remember, and they went on a stretch where they had an opportunity to take the division as well down the stretch. And again, I'm going to overemphasize this because I think a lot of people forget the Cowboys were bad even before Dak Prescott got hurt. I think the Cowboys were like one in three before Dak Prescott got hurt. So, you know, plenty of National Football League talk today on the program. You know, I thought the Washington football team had a, 
you know, a real, real opportunity, a real opportunity to make something happen last week. It has to go now uh, with Taylor Heineke, which is okay, uh, right? But, I mean, you know, it just just a real opportunity in both the, the Broncos and the Washington football team blew opportunities last week. Philadelphia Eagles did not blow an opportunity. You know, this continued talk about Jalen Hurts. You know, we had this conversation going back to even before he was drafted. Like, I thought, whatever. Listen, Alabama decided to go with Tua over, ultimately over Jalen Hurts. Didn't mean Jalen Hurts was a bad quarterback. He just felt like, you know, Tua was a a better fit. And remember, don't forget that Jalen Hurts also – helped to lead Alabama to a national championship even before that. He balled out at Oklahoma. You come into the to the draft. It's always this question over the head of black quarterbacks, right? And so then we come to last year. I thought he was going to be good. We come to last year. He came in, showing some flashes, and, and still, right, people not sold. You know, you obviously have a new coaching staff. With the Eagles, he, he, you know, again, it's one game, but I think if you saw what he did last year and you saw what he did in the Eagles' victory on Sunday, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, the kid can play, right? So I, I, I now I, I didn't think Philadelphia was really going to be that good. We'll see. You know, tough game against San Francisco on Sunday. That's going to definitely be a tough game for the Eagles. And, I mean, you can look at the team – that the Eagles played in the Falcons, like the Falcons aren't great. You thought they would be better, but it doesn't, I mean, at least, you know, I know it's one game. You know, they they weren't very good at all. But at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts can play. So we'll see ultimately how things play out. Let me set the table for you today here on the program. Jacksonville State got a huge win. Jacksonville State got an absolutely huge win against Florida State on Saturday and Jacksonville State beating a power five in Florida State you know so we're going to be joined by John Gross John Gross is the head football coach at Jacksonville State and he's going to join us today here on Box to Row very much looking forward to that conversation with John Gross also joining us today on Box to Row Arkansas Pine Bluff head football coach Doc Gamble, Doc Gamble going to join us on the program today. I think a lot of teams, I'm going to ask Coach Gamble about this. I feel like Arkansas Pine Bluff, to some degree, has been disrespected. If you look at the the early polls, the HBCU football coaches and media polls, the Golden Lions were not in the top five. Now, this is after last year finishing in the number two spot and losing in a in a contested ball game in the SWAC championship game against Alabama A&M, bringing most of the team back for this fall, you know, got off to a a maybe a bit of a, a slower start. I, I'm not going to call it a slow start. I mean, they, they beat Lane, right? I mean, I think Lane's got a good program. I think Lane out of the SIC has got a good program. But now Arkansas Palm Bluff's got a really big test. Okay, a really big test on Saturday on the road against Central Arkansas. So I think we're going to see ultimately what Arkansas Pine Bluff 
is really made of. I think they've been disrespected. They've gone back up in the polls now because you've had a lot of teams to lose. And by the way, last weekend was was brutal for HBCUs. When you look at HBCUs last weekend against non-HBCU opponents, HBCUs 5-22 and 22 last weekend against non-HBCU opponents. Now, you had some tough matchups. Norfolk State and Wake Forest. You had North Carolina A&T and Duke. I mean, you you had some tough matchups against some Power 5 conferences, right? And then, then you had teams that played up. North Carolina Central played up. You know, uh, 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 Hampton played up last week. I mean, you know, Grambling played up last week. So there were some really, really tough games. Uh, but 5-22 and 22 is definitely tough when you're talking about HBCUs on last weekend. And there are going to be some tough games again this weekend, some better games, but some tough games. I mean, I look at what Alcorn State was able to do against Northwestern State. That's a good win. And if you're if you're playing an opponent that's on an even level, well, you know, there's not a lot of excuses there, right? Like that's a game you expect to, to go out and play well in. I mean, you look at, you know, Bowie State beating Saginaw Valley State last week's got New Haven this week. That's two D2 teams matching up against each other. You've got Morgan State taking on Sacred Heart. That's two FCS programs, you know, matching up against each other. Uh, so, you know, you, 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 you hope that it can be a little bit better this week for HBCUs, but, I mean, you still have some tough games. I mean, Grambling's got to go on the road to take on Houston, right? Like, that's a tough game for Grambling. Houston's in a really good conference, and it's got a really good program in the AAC. Some games on the same level, as a matter of fact, hosted by teams. Prairie View A&M is hosting Houston Baptist. Like, if your Prairie View A&M got blown out last week, by a like-level school. Like, you got to come back this week and play better and match up against Houston Baptist. Southern's got to match up against McNeese. They're, they're, these teams are on the same level. Mississippi Valley State's on the road. has got to match up against Stephen F. Austin, right? So, I mean, you've got some tough matchups. I like, you know, and then even with within HBCUs, I like the North Carolina Central and Winston-Salem State matchup. It's an old CIAA Rivalry matchup, right? I mean, it wasn't that long ago that North Carolina Central was in the CIAA. I can go back to the 2005 season uh, when uh, Winston had a pretty good squad in North Carolina Central. That season ended up going undefeated throughout the season, right? In, in, in one of the games that North Carolina Central played and beat, A&T played up that year, beat A&T, lost, and I had to think, I had to think the uh, Eagles had a bye in the first in the division two playoffs and then ultimately lost in the second round. But that's an OCIAA rivalry, right? Norfolk State and Elizabeth City State. That's an OCIAA rivalry. So you've got some good matchups, right? So you've got some matchups. I mean, South Carolina State's got to play up against New Mexico State this week. That's a tough matchup. You know, the game that's really intriguing to me is the Jackson State and Louisiana Monroe game. The reason I'm extremely intrigued by it, because even though Jackson State is playing up, it's a lower tier 
FBS program, if you will. And to me, it's going to be a true measuring stick for Jackson State. I thought Jackson State would beat Tennessee State last week. It did. I said it'd be between 10 and 14 points. It beat about 21 points. So now, okay, take that elite defense. Shador Sanders playing well, by the way. Boxer National Player of the Week, along with Amir, uh, excuse me, uh, along with Jerome Johnson, the quarterback for Bowie State, Boxer National Player, Players of the Week. But take that talented offense, that elite level type of defense that has elite level players to Louisiana Monroe and see if you can beat Louisiana Monroe. Still plenty to go here on Box to Row, still to come. Arkansas Pine Bluff head football coach Doc Campbell. But up next, we're going to be joined by Jacksonville State head football coach John Gross. More of Box to Row with Donald Ware is on the way. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timberlake Roll, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving two million dollars away to the bottom of four hundred of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll. So come place an order at Marjorie's Beef Jerky. down the names making news in sports from the press box to press row it's donald ware from the press box to press row snap to cooper looking down the field he's got a man caught it he's free phil y'all johnson at the 10 at the five touchdown touchdown there are no flags touchdown pass on the final snap of the game Jacksonville State has won it. Let's continue here on Box to Row. We're joined by a gentleman in his eighth season as the head football coach at Jacksonville State. And I'm going to tell you what, the Gamecocks had an absolutely wonderful victory last Saturday over Florida State. Last play of the game, as a matter of fact, currently ranked 10th in the Stats FCS poll. And as a matter of fact, that audio you heard is courtesy of the Jackson, the JSU Sports Radio Network, as we're joined by John Gross, the head football coach at Jacksonville State. Coach Gross, congratulations and welcome to the program. Man, thanks a lot. Appreciate you having us on. And uh, this, like you said, a wonderful uh, win on this past weekend. It's great for our program, great for our school. So uh, we're just blessed to be in the position we're in right now. And got to move forward and got another game to play this week. Absolutely. Let, let, let me start there. Like, I, I want to talk about what happened, what transpired and all of that. But how do you get your how do you get those guys ready? Like North Alabama's next on the schedule. It's a rivalry, you know, a rivalry type of game an in state type of game. Of course, North Alabama uh, is ultimately going to make the jump to the FBS. How do you get, you know, your kids ready after a big win over Power 5 Florida State? Well, a buddy of mine texted me. He said, your best coaching job will be this week. Uh, you know, so you got to get your head out of the clouds, get your feet on the ground after a win like that. And, 
uh, guys are excited, but they, you know, they're uh, pretty grounded in uh, the way we approach the season. So we try not to get too hung on a loss or, or too uh, emotional uh, after a big win like that. And it's just, you know, go to work every day and, and get ready for the next opponent. So our guys, I think, will, uh, have done that this week and will be ready to go. Uh, take us through the 59-yard touchdown reception by Damon Philyaw-Johnson that ultimately won the game for you. I mean, to, to win a game in that magnitude, it was there was no time on the clock. You needed that touchdown, and you ultimately got it. Well, it was just an awesome feeling, you know. I mean, we were in position, uh, you know, defense to come up with a, another stop, and we got the ball back. And anytime you got your ball in your hand, uh, it's not over to the last second ticks off that clock. And, uh, you know, we just were able to get the right look, uh, great protection out of the offensive line, and just a great route out of Damon, great throw out of Coop, and he caught it. And extra effort out of Ahmad Johnson just to, you know, Ahmad just get down there and make the block. You know, it was just huge for, you know, our, our guys, uh, you know, just to see that happen and the excitement. Uh, it's kind of pandemonium after that happened on the sideline. Yeah, you know, what's interesting, uh, speak to con- – because on that particular drive, I mean, you had to convert two de- third-down conversions on that drive, and then ultimately the play in which you scored on that won the game was a fourth-down conversion. really was. I mean, we had, the two third-down conversions were really big, and then that one was – you know, it was going to be the last play of the game. And, uh, yeah, we just were trying to work up before that to get it in uh, – you know, possible field goal range because we had a timeout. You know, we had enough time to get a, get the ball down, and it just got to where you know we had to take that shot because you knew that was the only way you could score and win. And you know, time expired while that play was going on. So when after he went in the end zone, you know, time had been off the clock probably two or three, four seconds. You know, after he went in the end zone. You know, a lot of time with a lot of times with our schools, meaning smaller schools, we'll have you know you'll have a team on the ropes like a Florida State something will happen. So let me take you through uh, Florida State's last possession when on third down you had an offside penalty that gave them a first down, yet you still were able to stop them on the ensuing third down. As a matter of fact, it was a third down. You stopped them for a loss of one yard. Talk about that the resiliency of your guys not to let that mistake uh, cost uh, essentially what ended up being a game-winning touchdown for you. Well, it was a huge stop, you know. I mean, we'd already stopped him the possession before um, on the goal line, you know, uh, on the 31 and stopped him and held him on fourth and two. And, you know, then to jump off sides, have him stop, incomplete pass, and let him reload the downs, it cost us probably, you know, two and a half minutes off the clock, uh, but we were able to get them stopped. So, like I said, we battled through so many of those events as the game went on. And, uh, like I said, a lot of times you uh, – FC had a phone – FCS phone has a power five. You know, kind of on the ropes. Uh, we had them on the ropes last year. was up 21-14 at half and kind of, you know, let them out of it. And it played really well the first half. We felt like we should have been up at halftime. They were up 14-7. But we just played our way through so many things, you know, during that ball game. And, you know, how it is. Every ball game has got a life of its own. And, like you said, the resiliency of our players, you know, I was so proud how hard they played and how they found ways to continue uh digging herself out of a hole and just making plays uh, to win the game. John Gross in his eighth season as the head football coach at Jacksonville State joins us here on Box to Row. The Gamecocks are ranked 10th in the Stats FCS poll. 
So what, Coach Gross, was that celebration like? Take us through that, the celebration after the victory over Florida State. Well, you know, it was, uh, like I said, just everybody just went crazy. Our, our players, everybody kind of ran to the corner end zone. It's big, you know, um, dog pile down there. Um, you know, Looking to get a bit hurt under it. You know, it was just a lot, a lot of excitement. Uh, anytime you win one, you know, on the road against a Power 5 opponent, historic, uh, you know, program like F- FSU, uh, it's just huge. And our guys were just, you know, overjoyed, you know, with the night. And uh, it's kind of like you just want to soak up every moment of it. Because, you know, that's a, that's a game, uh, you know, that they'll tell the grandkids about. You know, it's fun to be a part of. So it's something they'll nobody can ever take away from us. Uh, it'll be a, a memory forever. And it, I mean, it, I think the win is magnified. Like, it's already a big win because it's a power five. But I think it's magnified because the week before, you lost to an in-state opponent in UAB 31 to nothing. What what sort of was the practice like? Like, what was that week like after that loss to UAB in preparation for Florida State? Well, our guys just knew we were very disappointed the way we played against UAB. You know, we, it was a hard-fought game. We just uh, – we had chances in that game. That game was 10 nothing at half, and, you know, we just didn't get anything going offensively. So, we were disappointed. Now, you know, that much went to work. And I've seen the character of our football team, you know, come out during that week of preparation and just wanting to redeem themselves, you know, and just get, get better. And uh, I thought we got better. Uh, you did what you got to do between the game one and the game two, and – you know, a lot of times, no coaching cliche, you get better, you know, between uh, game one and game two, the most uh, improvements you have all year. So, you know, our goal right now is just to keep, you know, that progression going the rest of the year. But I loved what I seen in practice last week and uh, how the guys just, you know, fought to get better and uh, improve as the week went on. And then, you know, just another takeaway from that game, and I do want to move on and talk about some other things. But, I mean, the whole, you know – I mean, Florida State has 100 I'm, – I'm just looking at the stats, 133 yards in passing. I mean, your pass defense played a magnificent game. Well, they did. And I kind of – I think, you know, talking about you know, our, you know, poor performance offensively the first week uh, against UAB, well, our defense felt ec- equally as bad because we felt like we played poor pass defense. We gave up 370 yards passing against UAB. And uh, the, our, our secondary was very, very um, disappointed in that, and they got better. You know, the whole, you know, Florida State, who's more of a passing team, to 133 yards, I thought that was just, um, you know, a great improvement from week one to week two. So felt like we improved in all three phases of the game, and, um, yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to see your team improve, and because uh, that's what has happened the rest of the year, you know. And uh, it was this big, not getting too hung up on that loss to UAB, and you know, uh, you know, just moving forward, and not getting too hung up off of this win to uh, FSU. John Gross, again, the head football coach at Jacksonville State in his eighth season, joins us here on the program. Coach Gross, can you speak to the success that you have had at Jacksonville State in now? Well, really, seven full seasons. You've been to the FCS playoffs six times. Uh, you're, you, it's your alma mater, so I know that's got to feel especially special. And you've built a powerhouse program in the FCS there at Jacksonville State. 
Well, it's just great. I mean, it's home for us, and, uh, you know, it's been a blessing to see what's happened. And, you know, more than that, just uh, the success on the field. Uh, our, our graduation rate is fantastic. Uh, you know, we've seen guys, you know, get degrees. They're out, you know, kind of, you know, being good dads and, you know, husbands and community members. And that, that's what you do your job for. And uh, that's what our program's built about. And, you know, we just turned out good men out of our program. And I'm, I'm proud to say that. And, uh, you know, that's brought a lot of success on the field as well. And I think we represent our university, you know, very well. And that we take pride in that and how we do that and how we do our job. And, you know, it's just been a lot of fun. I mean, it really has been. And, uh, we've, like I said, we've been blessed. Um, you know, in so many ways. And that was a big win the other night, but we've had a lot of big wins. And uh, like I said, just want to progress and get better as a program. Last thought, Coach Gross, and we appreciate the time. Uh, your thoughts on North Alabama, they need a win. It's Saturday night home game for you. What are some of the challenges that North Alabama presents? Well, they, they're throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, so they got a good quarterback, good receivers. I think they're really good on offense. And, uh, you know, defensively they're talented. And it's an old rivalry for us. Uh, some of the guys, it's been a recent rivalry as well, but an old Gulf South rivalry for our our fan. Both, um, you know, fan bases, it's a huge game. I mean, it's been some of our bigger crowds in recent years when we've played them because our fan bases, uh, you know, just remember that old rivalry. And uh, we're glad we have rekindled that and, and continued that as, as we went. But you just know it's going to be a great game. Every time we've played them, it's been a close game. Uh, you see, you know you're in for a war when you play those guys. And not only are they coming in and playing the rival in Jacksonville State, uh, I know their guys have a little bit of relevancy to, you know, hey, we're playing a team this beat, uh, you know, Florida State. So, I mean, they would love to knock us off. So we know they're going to get – we're going to get their A-plus game. And uh, it's going to be a, a very physical, hard-hitting game, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I know our guys are, you know, looking forward to the environment and just playing at home. So we're excited about to get to play at home. We played on the road twice and get to play in our stadium with our fans. We're looking forward to that as well. John Gross in his eighth season as the head football coach at Jacksonville State joins us here on Box to Row. Again, the Gamecocks 10th in the Stats FCS poll Saturday home tilt against North Alabama. Coach Gross, appreciate the time. Continued success to you and the Gamecocks. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, Love your program. Much appreciated, Coach Gross. John Gross, the head football coach at Jacksonville State, joining us here on the program. You talk about big-time wins. That is a big-time win for FCS programs. For an FCS program to be able to beat a Power Five is absolutely big time. Any thoughts on anything that John Gross had to say? He's building a program. He's built a program, I should say, there at Jacksonville State. Hit me up via Twitter at box to row Still to come here on box to row Arkansas Pine Bluff, head football coach, Doc Gamble. But up next, going to switch some gears and talk some NFL. Find the Box to Row YouTube page for conversations with stars like Omari Hardwick, Brandy, Michael Strahan, and with some of our favorite sports guests over the years. Box to Row. Box to Row. Box to Row. The others pretend. You're listening to the only sports talk show in America that actually cares what you've got to say. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. Let's talk some National Football League here on Box to Row. One of the things that I did last year and enjoy 
doing was picking the games. I think I did fairly well last year. Did not do it the first week, but want to do that uh, this week at the minimum. So obviously we've already, the week got started with the Giants and the Washington football team. Uh, Let's look at some of the games, right? So let's look at the Raiders and the Steelers. Again, the Raiders are coming off a huge win. And like I was saying last week about the Steelers, I think the Steelers are for real. You you give Ben Roethlisberger a decent offensive line. Maybe they didn't get the running game. The Steelers didn't get the running game going like they wanted to against Buffalo, but it's going to, I think, going to be an improved running game. And then you can always count on that Steelers defense. That's why, to me, it was no surprise that Pittsburgh beat Buffalo. Again, the Raiders are a bit of a surprise. With the win over the Ravens, sure, the Ravens were down, you know, two or three running backs. But, I mean, I think when you have Murray there, that's going to be good. Um, And, you know, the Raiders just fought. Like, they really fought, did well offensively. I mean, I think Carr, Carr can be, Carr's solid. Like, he's a solid quarterback. And like I was saying before, hopefully he can grow in John Gruden's offense uh, for this upcoming season. The game is in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm not going to go with the upset. Maybe if the game was in Vegas, I would go with the Raiders, but I'm going to go with the Steelers in that ball game. The Eagles and the 49ers, good win by both teams in week one. The Eagles over uh, the Falcons, and then ultimately the 49ers sort of had to hold on a little bit to beat Detroit. Like Detroit came back, came storming back. So some question marks for the 49ers in terms of from a defensive standpoint. Um, You know, I, I, again, Jalen Hurts, like he's solid, right? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I like the 49ers in this game against the Eagles. The game is in Philly. Um, But I, I think, like Jalen Hurts isn't like he's going to be good, but it's, he's going, there's going to be some growing pain. And I think this is one of the weeks that he has some growing pain. So I'm going to go with the 49ers in this game, the Browns and the Texans. So listen, you know, I said this going back last week, like, okay, so the Texans played the Jaguars, not the greatest of tests. Uh, you know, when you're talking about the Jaguars, although I think the Jaguars, you know, with Urban Meyer, I mean, they have some good, you know, they already had some good players in a, in a quarterback that's going to be a star, right? I've all, I like Tyrod Taylor. Like, I've always, I've always really liked Tyrod Taylor, and he did some good things, albeit against the Jaguars. It's going to be a different story, obviously, against the Browns. The Browns' defense is solid, but the Browns, had a real opportunity against Kansas City. Now, it is Kansas City. It is Patrick Mahomes. I get all of that. But if you're the Browns and you want to be a serious contender to make a run at the Super Bowl, you've got to pull that game out against Kansas City, albeit it was in KC. Uh, That said, the Texans just don't have enough, and um, I like the Browns in this game against Cleveland, the Jaguars and the Broncos. So, you know, Teddy Bridgewater did his thing. Like the Broncos came up with the victory. Like I like, 
Like, I don't think, and like I was saying, I don't think there's anything wrong with Drew Locke. Like, I, I think Drew Locke is decent. And, and to me, it says, okay, if Bridgewater beats him out, then, you know, Bridgewater, not that there was ever anything wrong with Bridgewater, not that there was ever anything wrong with him on last year. It's just, you know, the, the Panthers just weren't very good. Um, but I like the Broncos. I like the Broncos' defense. You know, I just don't think the Jaguars are quite there yet. The game is in Jacksonville. I like the Broncos over the Jaguars, the Panthers, and the Saints. So the Panthers showed me something last week. Sam Darnold as a quarterback showed me something last week. Like, I, you know, I, I, I watched a little bit of the Panthers game in between watching the Washington football team. Um, and, 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 and the Panthers were, you know, in some respects, impressive. Like Sam Darnold, I thought, did a good job. Yeah, it was against the Jets. The Jets, you know, still aren't a very good football team. But I think the Panthers are still in a bit of a rebuilding mode. And I think the Panthers, even against the Jets, because you know the Jets are going to be very good defensively, showed me a little bit of something last week. I've been saying this about Jameis Winston. I've been saying it going back to his last season in Tampa, which was 2019. We can talk about the 30 touch, the, the 30 interceptions that he threw. But in that same vein, you got to talk about the 33 touchdowns that he threw and throwing for over 5,000 yards. Listen, even before the 2019 season, which from a touchdown, from an interception ratio, was his worst, but look at the time that he's played and what he's been able to do since he's come in the league. I think he's did, done a fairly decent job, right? And look at last week. It all culminated in last week. An efficient game, five touchdowns, no interceptions, different offense, different philosophy for the Saints. And I like the Saints in this game. I, I, I like what the Panthers did, but I definitely like the Saints in this ball game. The Colts and the Rams. So, uh, you know, I looked at the Rams. I mean, they, they've got it. Like the Bear, I mean, you know, the Bears are decent, right? The Rams have got it, right? Like the Rams put it on the Bears a little bit on last week. You, you know, you look at Matthew Stafford as the quarterback, right? That, that's definitely an upgrade. I mean, I like the, I really like the Rams to be a Super Bowl contender. I think with the Colts. No shame in losing to the Seahawks. You just thought, I mean, I just thought maybe the Colts, you know, with Carson Wentz would have done a little bit better, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the football. I think that's where the Colts are going to hang their hats this year. Now, it's just one game. Like, I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's only one football game for each of these teams. Okay, so I think the Colts ultimately still you know, going to have a say in that AFC South. But in this football game, even in Indianapolis, I like the L.A. Rams, the Dolphins and the Bills. So the Bills are going to be good. But as I said, I think Pittsburgh has got a good team. So really no shame, right, and no big surprise uh, that the Bills lost the game to the Steelers with respect to the Dolphins. Had a chance to watch that football game against the Patriots. Dolphins able to pull it out. Good football game, right? 
Um, this is a toss-up. It's an AFC East Division game. Man, you know, am I going to go with the Dolphins? Don't I think that the Bills will rebound? I think the Bills are going to rebound. I like Buffalo in a close game on the road against the Dolphins. The Jets and the Patriots, you know, the Jets still have some work to do. The Patriots, yes, losing to the Dolphins, but I think, the, the you know, we you can see the Patriots have a good defense. Uh, you can see that Mac Jones can play. He's got some weapons. Uh, right. I just don't think that the Jets are there and the Jets have enough. Again, an AFC East Division game. I like the Patriots in this football game. The Bengals and the Bears. So the Bengals, a bit of a surprise last week, right? Like getting the victory over the Vikings, a bit of a surprise. Like I'm not sold on the Vikings. You know, you know where I stand if you listen to the show for any amount of time as it relates to Kirk Cousins. The problem was it wasn't necessarily the offense with respect to the Vikings. The defense was bad for the Vikings last year when you expected it to be good. Didn't get off to the good start. Joe Burrow looked good. He looked a lot better than I ultimately thought that Joe Burrow would look. Um, the Bears got a lot of work to do. I mean, I think even, you know, off uh, defensively, you know, the Bears are solid. But I, I like, you know, I like in a bit of a, an upset. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And if that happens, then the Bears will be 0-2. So ultimately, if you're Matt Nagy, what do you do now? You're 0-2 on the season, right? Do you go with Justin Fields? Do you wait a couple of more weeks ultimately? You, you know, but if they're 0-2, I mean, you, you definitely have to start thinking along those lines. The Buccaneers and the Falcons, I mean, Bucks. Week one, Thursday, opening week victory. Had to go toe-to-toe to pull it out against the Cowboys. There are going to be some games like that. Like, I think the Buccaneers have a tough, a pretty tough defense. Um, but there are going to be some games like that where they're going to have to go with teams toe-to-toe and outscore teams. Um, you know, in this football game, I mean, I, I definitely like the Buccaneers. Like, I don't think the Falcons, I mean, I thought the, I think the Falcons can still be improved, but, you know, definitely game is in Tampa, and I'm going to go with the Buccaneers over the Falcons. The Cardinals and the Vikings, like, good win last week by the Cardinals. I mean, you think that, I mean, I you know, question is, will and can the Cardinals take that next step? And I think they can, and I think they did. I mean, they put a drubbing. On the Titans, like the Titans are really, really good. I mean, I think, you know, ultimately coming in, I I would have picked the Colts in the South, but the Titans are very good. Cardinals put a drubbing, you know, on them. And, you know, you could go either way. The Vikings could rebound, but I I definitely like the Cardinals in this game over the Vikings, which means the Vikings would start the season 0-2. Seahawks and the Titans. Seahawks, good win last week. Uh, The Titans have some work to do. But you know what? I think the Titans rebound this week. Um, Russell Wilson and company, good. Offensively, all that. I, I'm just going to I'm going to go with the Titans. Like, I think the Titans rebound a little bit this week, and I'm going to pick an upset in Seattle with the Titans over the Seahawks. Cowboys and the Chargers. Chargers looked pretty decent last week against the Washington football team. Cowboys looked good. 
right against Tampa Bay. Not sold on the Cowboys, like I said. However, in this game, I think they're going to do some things differently um, than the Washington football team did. And I'm going to go with Dallas over the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A. Sunday night game, the Ravens and the Chiefs. Can the Ravens bounce back? Tough, heartbreaking loss, right? Ultimately to the Raiders, a bit of a surprise. The Chiefs are just really, really good. Just high-tech, high-powered offensively, hard to stop them. You see what they were able to do against the Browns. Ultimately able to come back. Whew. I think the Ravens learned from that. Like the Ravens, I think they learned from that. I'm going to go with an upset. Another upset. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens over the Chiefs. That game is in Baltimore. And the Monday night game is the Lions and the Packers. Boy, the Packers got worn out. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it's no need for me to pile on. If you saw the game, you saw ultimately what happened. All of the drama in the offseason. I think the Packers rebound. I think the Packers are better this week. Um, Don't sleep on the Lions, right? But I'm going to definitely go with Green Bay over the Lions in Green Bay. Your thoughts. Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Up next here on the program, talking with Arkansas Pine Bluff head football coach Doc Gamble. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. It's Donald Ware from the press box to press row. Doc Gamble is in his second season as the head football coach at Arkansas Pine Bluff. The Golden Lions are on the road on Saturday, taking on Central Arkansas. 1 0 on the season, ranked number three in both the HBCU coaches and media polls. As Doc Gamble joins us here on Box to Row. Coach Gamble, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Your thoughts. A couple of weeks ago now, the victory over Lane to open the season. That was a good win. Uh, all wins are good wins, you know, and winning is tough, you know. So uh, we're very happy about uh, being able to beat a, a tough Lane team, you know. So uh, I think they've improved in one and one. So uh, we just didn't play a patsy. You know, we were able to uh, come away with a victory uh, against a stingy team. Um, but it was uh, good. We feel good about it. And, um, we definitely got some areas that we need to improve upon, but it's always good to uh, get those corrections made when you after a win than it is uh, after a loss. Yeah, what do you? I mean, the schedule is what it is, but I mean, it, you know, is it is it sort of tougher? Uh, and, and maybe not because you actually had to play in the spring, but to play a game, one game, and then have to sit out. But I guess maybe the spring sort of prepared you for that. Well, no, we were. We, you know what? You want to after a game, you want to continue playing, but we really needed that bye week. We did. We had training camp, and as much as I wanted to scale back camp, um, but if 
we weren't able to do it. The guys go so hard, and um, and it just felt like it's back to normal. You know, it's, it's back to normal as, as close as it can get, as best as it can get. You know, we, we tried to. I wanted to scale things back during training camp, and then once we got going, uh, the rigors of training camp showed up. You know, with some soft tissue injuries with some guys here and there. You know, just the normal stuff you see year in and year out at, at every training camp. So, the bye week after uh, after that first game, I, we really welcomed that. You know, so I was I was able to really force the guys to take a break. Yeah. You know, we, we played that. We, those guys had a lot of reps in the spring. So, um, you know, it's, it's still an ongoing um, daily evaluation on you know how much is too much. You know. Your thoughts, Skylar Perry, uh, in the ball game. Uh, your quarterback. Uh, he completed 18 of 31 passes in the ball game, 189 yards, one touchdown, and did not throw an interception. Uh, you know, Skyler's a football player, and, and uh, you know he's a he's a great uh, half for us. You know, we're, we're we're excited he's on our team. You know, he's a he's a truly a, a real football player in all all phases of the game. Um, you know. 18 for 31, I, I thought he shouldn't have missed a pass. You know what I mean? And, and um, he, he got off to a really – we moved the ball, but it wasn't really pretty um, from the get-go. But once he got going, I mean, it was it – was, it's a beautiful sight to see. Doc Campbell in his second season as the head football coach at Arkansas Pond Bluff. He joins us here on Box to Row. I want to get – I want to get your thoughts. You know, you, you finish – uh, last year, the polls are the polls, right? But the, but the players read the polls, right? So you finished last year uh, number two in the HBCU coaches and media polls, but you start the season uh, number four in the coaches poll, and you were much less than that in the media poll. Do, do you all feel like, you know, there's a lack of respect there considering you finished number two last year and – uh, finished runner-up in the SWAC championship game. You know what? It, it's a head scratcher, but it, it's one thing that nobody's really talked about. Uh, you know, it, it takes time to change people's minds. You know, it's, I think it's, uh, the the UCFs of the world, you know, the Central Floridas of the world, who who go out and have great years and 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 still won't have a chance to to play in the the playoffs. You know, that, those type of things, and it just you just have to, even though they had great teams. You know, we had a we had a really good football team in the spring. Not a good football team. That was a great team. Um, you know, and, and, and most majority of those guys are back. So um, just about all of them are back. You know, it, it's a head scratcher. But it, you know, it's just uh, throughout. We got to do things well every year. You know, in, in order to change people's minds. But the only thing that matters around with us is is what we think about us. You know, and, and what we got to do. And last time I checked. You know, you don't win championships. The championships are won on the on the field. You know, so uh, we just got to take care of our business and, and do what we got to do and, and play and beat everybody that's on our schedule. And you know, and it might be even next year. We, even if we did that this year, next year we might come back uh, and, and be voted low again. You know, so. Uh, but other than that, we just got to do it all consistently, over and over and over again, and do it well, and, and, and uh, be able to sustain sustain success at a high level. Uh, in order to, to change people's minds. But, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, you know, the only people that, that, that we, we worry about, our thoughts, are, are the guys that are in our locker room and, and, uh, and in our uh, operational building every single day. What are some of the things maybe that are different that you are doing uh, as the head football coach in now your second season than maybe because you were on the staff 
uh, previous to that that uh, maybe weren't happening before? Because you, you guys, I mean, the program was on the right path, and now yeah. you seem to have taken it to sort of another level. Well, I just, you know, you always, as a head guy, and I played my role, I was assistant head coach, and uh, you always, and, I, and I've been coaching for a while now, so you just, I've just been able to, to input some of the ideas that I've learned and liked uh, throughout my journey um, to get into this part, uh, part. We did a, we still do some of the same things that we were doing when we first got here, and and, and then we enhancing things as well. So, I think for us, it's the daily conversation that we have uh, uh, amongst us. The only thing we're allowed to talk about is winning and how to do it, and, and we teach how to win. And um, but those are the things, and, and we had started doing that uh, in 2019. But so the foundation was laid, just maybe being able to, to build upon it. And uh, I've made some tweaks and changes on the, the way we operate daily. But, again, it goes just goes back to uh, being able to uh, input things that I've learned along the way and, and then be able to put my stamp on it. Um, and, you know, I can't uh, do uh, what, you know, the somebody else did before, but I was able to, to learn from them and uh, – and then just uh, being able to borrow, and we all borrow from you know from one another. And I said, there's there's no reinventing the wheel, you know. It's just uh, so we I've gathered everything that I've liked and and been able to put it in place here with us. And it's just to me, is being able to get our guys to see, hey, okay, well this is a little bit different, but I see where we're going with it. Doc Campbell, the head football coach at Arkansas Pine Bluff, in his second season, joins us here on the program. Getting back to the lane game, because you're right, like you know, I did we did a daily podcast. Uh, earlier this week. And I'm like, you know, Lane is a solid football program. Like, they played you guys decent. You know, they, to your point, they get a good victory um, this past Saturday. But what were some of the things you weren't pleased with in that football game? We moved the ball really well early on, up and down the field, and we just didn't put them away. Um, and some of it, that's, that's due to them. But we had a chance to put them away in the first half. And that came – it just it just kind of reminded me of the Alabama A&M game. You know, we could have put them guys away in the first half. We could have put some distance between us in the first half and we let them stick around and then they came out and played well in the second half. Well, uh, you know, it just – in the first half, we had a chance to put a, put a, put a big, huge lead uh, against Lane um, and, and really distance ourselves, but we let them stick around. And that's, that's the thing um, that good football teams – uh, great football teams that they do. When they get you down, they keep you down, and they don't let you stick around, and, and they don't give you any any chance of thinking that you get, that they have a chance to win. So, uh, and that's what we got to get to, and and that's that's the thing that uh, we we were actually able to point it out. So um, we're looking to improve upon that, and just having that killer instinct all the time, you know, and not getting comfortable. Doc Gamble, the head football coach at UAPB, joining us here. On the program, last thought, Coach Gamble, we appreciate the time. Central Arkansas, how tough an opponent uh, is Central Arkansas. And, you know, for, for you all, you talk about next steps. Uh, you know, an FCS opponent is not like you're playing up or anything like that. Your thoughts on Central Arkansas and what it's going to take to beat them uh, with you being on the road. A really good football program. A really good football team, even though they've lost two. Um, they, they'll play you tough. They got a big time quarterback, uh, big time receivers. You know they they uh, they play stingy on defense. They're solid in the special teams. Um, you know, but still at the end of the day, we, we're looking forward to, to, to taking care of ourselves and 
and uh, and going up and winning the football game. It doesn't matter where, where we playing it at. I just told another guy, he asked her about their surface. You know, I think it's purple and gray. And I said it didn't matter if we we're going to play in the parking lot. We're looking forward to go play and uh, go win a game because it's the next game on the schedule, and and, uh, and we expect to win football games all the time. And uh, we talked to the team today about it, and uh, but they got some guys you 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 really have to prepare for them. You know, and that's just a testament to their program, you know, and their coaching staff. They do a good job. So, um, and they got some good dudes up there, and they got some good players. So, uh, but we're looking forward to it. And we're looking forward to it because it's a game on our schedule here, and uh, we get a chance to go out and play this great sport of uh, football. And and uh, it doesn't really matter who's on the schedule uh, at the end of the week. But we're looking forward to going to have some fun and get back to playing the ball. Todd Campbell again in his second season as the head football coach at Arkansas Pine Bluff joins us here on Box to Road. The Golden Lions ranked number three in both the coaches, the HBCU coaches and media polls on the road Saturday against Central Arkansas. As always, Coach Gamble, I appreciate the time. Good luck uh, and continued success to you and the Golden Lions. All right, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. That Central Arkansas game is going to be a good test for Arkansas Pine Bluff. And again, they're going to look to make it 2-0 and on the season. Don't feel... You know, I now I think Pine Bluff is getting the respect that it deserves. And you can look at it and say, well, there were some other teams that were coming in, Florida A&M, Alcorn State, North Carolina A&T, et cetera. My thing is Arkansas Pine Bluff played. They played in the spring. You knew what to expect. You knew who was coming back, right? They played Alabama A&M tough. They played a tough schedule, and they played well in the spring. But now – right where I think Arkansas Pine Bluff should be because you have Alabama A&M number one, Jackson State number two, which is where I think Jackson State should be number two. Good Two good wins uh, to start the season. Uh, and then you look at Arkansas Pine Bluff at number three. So uh, that's good. But, again, uh, good test for the Golden Lions against Central Arkansas. My time is about up. I thank you for yours. Thank you to Arkansas Pine Bluff head football coach, Doc Gamble. Also, Jacksonville State head football coach, John Gross, for joining us on the program. For more information on Box to Row, you can always log on to our website, BoxToRow.com. And always remember to support those that support you. From the Press Box to Press Row is presented by DW Communications. Time for this show to drop the lid. That'll do it for this week's From the Press Box to Press Row with Donald Ware. Join us again next week for an in-depth look at historically black college athletics and the biggest news stories of the day.